tonight's show. We have artist manager and entrepreneur, Kevin Mack. And now for your host, Cool Park. What's up, everybody? It is episode 15, episode 14. Last week, we had Shianti on. She is a musical artist. She is actually a writer, engineer, producer, all that. She's doing a thing. She released her new song, Space. And uh, she got it on all platforms right now. So you might want to go check out, man. She's doing some good things. She's uh, been doing a thing with Shiggy. I don't know if you guys know Shiggy from the internet, little dancing dude, whatever. So he's kind of like co-signing her right now. So be sure to go check her out. That's uh, Shianti Music. S- I think it's what? Uh, C-H-I-Y-A-N-T-I. There we go. Music, Instagram, check her out. But this week, we have a very special guest, very special guest, um, met him through a mutual friend. This guy has been in the entertainment business for years, Uh, got a lot of experience uh, with road managing, security. He has a bunch of new endeavors he's working on right now. So just kind of wanted to dig into his brain, kind of get some nuggets for you guys to take back with you if you have any interest in the music business or the entertainment industry or whatever value that he can give to you. I want to present that to you. All right, so this guy goes by the name of Kevin Mack. I'm going to bring him in with a nice little intro, and we're going to get into his brain. All right, so y'all check him out. All right, everybody, want to welcome to the show Kevin Mack. What's going on, Kevin? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. How you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hey, man, thank you for coming on the show. I know you are a busy guy. <laughs> Before we start, I got to ask one question. What's that? Does this go by Shitty? No, 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 no. It's Shiggy with two Gs. Oh, okay. I thought you said Shitty. I was like, really? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It's Shiggy. He's just it's this dude on Instagram. He's uh kind of blew up because he did a dance to one of Drake's songs, and Drake gave him like. Who you talking? Huh? When you first said, I thought you said you know Shiggy. No. 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 Just just Shiggy, <laughs> not Shitty. Now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. But hey, man, I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, you out there doing your thing. Uh, so, basically, I, I want to kind of dig into your brain, man, and just kind of get your experiences out in this interview and, you know, as much as you can reveal. I know you work with, you know, artists and celebrities and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't want to ask you anything that you're not comfortable with answering. But um, first and foremost, before we get into that, let's kind of fast forward to now and just explain okay. kind of what services you render right now with your company and, and tell everybody what the name of your company is and so on and so forth. Uh, I have a couple of companies. I still have a security company, so we still do bodyguard work, executive protection for a lot of entertainers and uh, foreign dignitaries and stuff like that. But through all the years that I've been doing this, we branched off and I started doing road management and tour management. 
Um, so we're doing that. We're still doing that and trying to bring some artists under us as far as management to get them to get a couple of deals going right now. Um, and then you know, the biggest thing we're doing right now is about to launch Buzzing Box. Yeah. Buzzing Box. Um, you know about it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. That's the future right there. That's a brainchild of my boy Carlos. Yes. And we got together and we started talking about it. And just ideas between us just started flowing. Um, so we worked it out, man. It's, you know, it's a it's something that I can utilize my industry contact and industry experience. Um, Carlos can use his experience and contact. Right. And put things out there for new artists. Um, emerging artists and you know yeah it, it works for him. it definitely does oh yeah it, it's gonna be dope man I know all about it he's actually gonna be on the show I think next month coming on talking about that and all his things he got going on his hat line and all that so yeah yeah man that it's, it's the future just, we, just try to get, we just try to get to a point where we can expand the reach of it and really um, get a lot of people involved with it. yeah for sure for sure and anybody who's listening, you go check them out. It's thebuzzinbox.com, T-H-E-B-U-Z-Z-I-N box.com. It's a music blog, new music every day, new artists, artist spotlights, um, you name it. And it, it is. You know, we just, we just, it's not just a platform for only new and emerging artists. You know, we've got singles on there by Nas and, you know, every, everybody in the industry. Yeah, yeah for you know, sure. You walk on the first page. And there's like a hundred singles right there, you know, either to download or to just listen to or whatever. Yeah, I know it has like different different uh, uh, sex, section. I won't say section, like categories. I guess you want to say you got new right. artists, new artist spotlight, artists that are out now. You got Buzzing Box TV. I don't it have that launched yet. You know, yeah, Buzzing Box TV is next. Okay. Um, gotcha. with this, then we'll move to Buzzing Box TV. And what Buzzing Box TV is going to be. It's going to be another arm of the buzzing box. Okay. And basically, we have we'll have artists like new artists want to come on. You want to download your music? We'll let you download the music. Um, we have industry execs that'll be checking it and looking for new artists all the time. We also have we also going to have a producer section so they can download uh, their music and stuff. Okay. You know, come up with different artists and things like that. Then the Buzzing Box TV is going to come in where we'll actually be offering these guys a chance to get on the live shows, interviews, and things like that. Okay. Yeah, that's sounds know, dope. Skills. That sounds dope. So how, so how long have you been in the entertainment business? I know you've been in it for a long time. Oh, man. Now you want me to tell my age. <laughs> you want me to date myself. <laughs> um, about 30 years. And, About years. and what came first? Were you first doing security? Were you doing management? How'd you get your start? I was, I, you know, I started off doing security, got into a little law enforcement work, and then realized I could make money doing this, and just fell in love with it and did it since. So who, who was the first, I don't, I don't know if it was artist or actor or whatever, who was the first to kind of give you your, your go at it in the, in the entertainment business? As far as security, as far as security, my, you know what? My first gig was a play. It was uh, a play 
30 years ago called Beauty Shop. Beauty Shack? Beauty Shop. Oh, Beauty Shop, okay. Shop. Um, I was on the road with that for a year and a half, almost two years. Uh, guy who was produced by a man named Shelly Garrett. Okay. So my first big gig. And then from there, you know, we just went on and did other stuff. Um, me and my partner at the time ended up handling Ice Cube for the first couple of years. He was so alone. And he had just left BWI. Okay. I ended up being yo I ended up being yo yo security road manager for about two and a half, three years. So, you know, just it was just word of mouth and just kept steamrolling and going on and on. Right. So how did you um how did you link up with Cube? Um, through it's so funny. We did some stuff with Ice T. Uh huh. And he really didn't have a need for security. Because he had all his, his boys. Ice- Basically, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a conversation. It was just like, ah, I really don't need you guys carrying guns around me. I got twenty guys with me that I don't even have to pay to carry guns. They just got guns, <laughs> right? That was back in the days of the Wild Wild West. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, he's work manager, a very good friend of mine. Uh, prayers and blessings to Charlie Jam. He's in the hospital right now and not doing too well. Oh man! But um, yeah. He he reached out to us and said, "Look, Cube is going solo. He's left NWA. He's finishing up his album in New York. I want you guys to take care of him when he when he gets when he gets back to LA." And it went from there. So, so you uh, so you went from Cube. Cube introduced you to Yo Yo. Right. Because she was yeah okay. So how was it? So as far as like you working with these artists, what is uh, kind of like? What is? Can you give me kind of like an insight to what exactly you do when securing these people? Like, how, like what is a day like? Um, you know, people ask me what I do for them, and most of the time I tell them I'm a high price baby. So. <laughs> As is any man. I think it's out of trouble. Wow. And I mean, that that's basically what it boils down to. Um, I mean, because at, t- at that time, they, they were pretty young. Hmm? I said, at that time, they were pretty young. Young 20s, early 20s. So, yeah. yeah. Um, at, you know, the security side is one thing. The road manager side is a whole different thing. The road manager side is just mentally strenuous because the road manager, tour manager uh, aspect of it is you have to keep everybody happy. Right. And, you know, like I, you know, when I, when I get jobs with people, I explain to them, I'm a facilitator. I'm here to make, you know, whatever you need to happen, I'm here to try and make it happen. Right. So that that becomes your job. That becomes your duty. You know, from from being up two hours before them to go get on a plane because you got to make sure that they get up on time. So you can't be you can't like if I got a six a.m. flight, I can't get up at four a.m. and be dressed and be at the airport by five. I got to get up at two thirty so I can get dressed. Then I can go supervise them getting dressed. Yeah. 
That's a lot, man. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's more. It's more than a mission. It really is. That's a lot. Wow. So, so, I know you work with um with Luke too, right? That was pretty. Yeah. Was that that was that in the prime of Luke? The whole two live crew. That was that was after he, that was right after he split the two live crew. That's right after he took he split. Yeah, him and two live crew split up, okay. and it was just Luke by himself. Right, right. Yeah. How was that? Was that still wild, like the two live crew days, or was that? <laughs> it, it was extremely wild, but uh, it wasn't as wild as most people think. You know, we had some wild days. I, I got to see some things amaze me at times, but yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and what about um? Well, before Carlos told me that you um. Carlos told me, didn't you used to do some stuff with Kanye West? Uh, Kanye, yeah, I went, I did, um, well, before Kanye, right after I left Luke, I went to Master P. Okay. Oh, how was that? It was great. It was great. So, this is what I want to This is what I want to know about P. This is what I want to know about P. What was it about P that... What, I don't know, like work ethic or what? What was it about P that that he was able to bring the world to New Orleans? You know what I'm saying? Because like you know, they had artists that come out of New Orleans before that, but when he hit and he, you know, and the way he did it out the trunk, what unit the Universal deal was it Universal? No, Capital. Cap- I mean, not Capital Priority. Yeah, Priority but it was a big deal. Right. How, like, what was it about him that? everybody just gravitated to what he was doing and he was able to, you know, kind of seal that deal and all that. Do you, I mean, can you speak on that? Uh, he was a guerrilla street hustler. <laughs> that, that's, that's the best way I can describe it. He was a guerrilla street hustler and he brought a street game to the record industry that they weren't ready for. Oh, wow. So, 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 P kind of changed the game then. He did. He changed it a lot. Um, you know, I've I've been blessed to be around some people who've actually changed the game. Between working with Luke and working with Master P, yeah, I was with some game changers on that stuff. You know, I went from Q, who basically took over West Coast rap for a while, right. yep. to to Luke to Master P. Yeah, they changed the game, and then from there I went to Kanye. And so, yeah. tell me about that, man, because <laughs> I know that was probably a different Kanye than what Kanye is now. Like, was that a more humble Kanye, or was that a? Where was he at? Yeah. Where was he at when you were with Kanye? What, what, what? Like, where was he at in his career? He had just dropped the first album. Mm. He had just. He had just finished his first tour. Okay. When I got with him. So yeah. And you were you were doing security. Um, Go ahead. He he's a different dude. I just did security for Kanye. No road management. Okay. He already had one of his friends in Chicago with him doing the road management and everything. I did security with him for about three years. Um I don't have anything negative to say about him. Um I think he's a genius in the studio. I watched him do things I've never seen other people do. You know, I watched him walk into a studio that, first of all, I thought was a dump. 
but the guy who owned the studio and I mean he's he old school famous guy and him and Kanye collaborated and it's just like for that second album it was like instrumentals and stuff like that. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. So I, I got to be there and watch him put that second album together. That Crazy. You got to see the magic happen right then and there. Yeah, that's been that's that's been the great thing about this. Like, you know, watching P in action and seeing the way he did things. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, right now, one of the biggest gospel labels is a label called Uncle G Records. Uncle G Records. Uncle G Records. Okay. The owner is a, a cat named Greg Lyons. Greg, he's P's uncle. That's P's uncle, you said? Greg Lyons. And he was with us, and, you know, he he's a marketing guy. He's a, He gets out and hits all the radio stations. And he's a he's the marketing guy. Okay. So between the two of them and all the stuff that was going on, it was just, it was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. Wait, Tux, I, I'm trying to get this information because I got a cousin who who's a gospel rapper and he actually had he he was actually doing this thing he got nominated for a stellar back in the day and then he kind of I, I interviewed him a, a couple of weeks ago but he jumped out of that because he just didn't really like where the business was going he was like man this is gospel music but it's you know the way these people are acting it uh it ain't fitting so he kind of jumped out of that and now he's kind of he's mentoring children and just kind of preaching to them right. and, and still rapping to them and just you know drawing them to the word through his music or whatever but I think he's trying to get back in it, so I'm just trying to get that. What was his name again? Greg Lyons? Uncle Greg Lyons. Greg Lyons, okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I give you all this information. I got you. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, he appreciate that because he said he, he thinks it's time for him to get back into it. So, hey, why not? I, I got the man for it. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool, he, cool. He's the man that makes number one hits. Oh, that way. That's, that's what we need. <laughs> From the promotion side, he's building number one hits. Okay, that's what we need. So here's a question for you: Who was the most? Well, let's let's keep going. Hold on, before I ask this question, who 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 came after Kanye West? I know you toured with Wanda Sykes. How how long uh, did you tour with her? <coughs> I did Wanda for a little over ten years. Ten years? Yeah. Wow. So that's I mean she's pretty much like family then, right? Uh, Wanda and Master P were my two longest clients. Okay. I did seven and a half, almost eight years, and I did Wanda for ten years. Wow. That's a long time, man. It is. And in between them, I would do other people. Like, when I was on Wanda, Wanda typically only went out on weekends to do shows. Okay. Because, you know, she has a family and she has other stuff she does production-wise as far as TV and film. Okay. So... We'd go out Thursday through Sunday or Friday through Sunday and come back home. Oh. Um, but that time, I was also working with Rascal Flatts. Okay. Country Western group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just, you know, find other stuff to do, man. Hey, man, why not? Why not? And you... You know, you know how I do, man. I'm always going left or right. I, I know. You're the hardest man to get in touch with. <laughs> But now I got you because you, 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 you're out there quarantined right now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck in the house. <laughs> Can't go nowhere. No punishment. 
sitting there going stir crazy. Hey, it's all good. I got it. I got it. You don't want to get on the plane. Huh? I for a few seconds today and ran a couple of errands and I'm driving past the supermarket and there's a line outside the supermarket. People like they got they got the chalk mark where you can stay six feet to ten feet apart. Wow. So it's nuts. Wow. I heard Yeah. Well, for you guys listening, he's out in California. So they they basically had to stop people. They had to shut the beaches down, right? Because people were at the beaches, the, the trails. Still going. Yeah. They're still going. Man, it's crazy. They shut beaches down. They shut parks down. They shut everything down. That's because Kelly's so nice, man. I love Kelly. I miss Kelly. I want to move back to Kelly. People don't want to go inside. You know it's been raining. It's been raining. And they still were outside? People trying to get out, man. That's crazy. And they figured, nobody, everybody figures the same thing. Nobody else is going to be out there. I'll just go out there. Right. And then everybody feels like, well, I ain't going to get it. Yeah, but you got 100,000 people thinking the exact same thing. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You see what happened out in Miami? Out in Florida? Spring breakers. All of them catching it. Crazy, man. Yeah. At the height of it, too. They just all out there chilling. <laughs> Party. I was... I've had work I was supposed to do that's been canceled. I'm supposed to be in Vegas at the Stellar Awards right now. Wow. And that's canceled, right? All I think they postponed November. Either August or November. But yeah, they postponed it, so hopefully oh, we'll man. be well out of that time. I'm hoping it, it I'm hoping it passes over, man. Something. Something like they just gotta shut places down and uh, we need a cleansing. We need a cleansing, man, because this is crazy. People losing jobs and all types of stuff. People out here dying, man. Don't say that cleansing thing too loud. That, that sounds like a purge to me. I know, right? I know. I know. <laughs> no, we ain't talking about that. That's crazy. We ain't talking about that. So out of all the people that you work with, who would you say was like the most interesting to your in, the most interesting times for you? Luke. Luke? Because yeah. of the things that you saw? Nah, because the people see Luke as the nasty man. Yeah. He was a smart businessman. Working for him, I had the same image of him. But it that you know, people have personas on stage and off stage. Yeah, for sure. You should. Off stage was totally different from the man on stage. The man off stage was the man we were flying to a town. I was going to check everybody into the hotel, and he would pick up his golf bag and play golf. Wow! Didn't he? Yeah. He he was playing golf in a video one time, wasn't he? I do believe so. Golf all the time. Like, he lives on a golf course. So he was just showing his true colors. That's all. We didn't even know. We thought it was just the show. <laughs> Literally, the back gate of his of his house. When he opens the back gate, he opens the back gate to like the eighth hole of golf course. Wow! Is he any good? So, he plays all the time. <laughs> you know, and just listening to him talk is. I mean, just you wouldn't. You know, I'm. A, I'm gonna say this because someone someone was doing an article on him, and they were they were interviewing him, and they asked him. If you went broke today, 
with all that you've done for the industry, do you think I will come to your aid? And he's like, no. And you really have to think about that because everybody out there that's making money is making money because of me. He did pay the because way, He hadn't taken his case all the way to the Supreme Court. That parental guidance sticker that's on the albums mm. wouldn't be there. Mm. And if anybody could ban a record and say, we don't want to hear that, take that off the shelves on our yard. Right. That parental guidance is because Luke spent over a million dollars of his own money fighting that case. Wow. That's some nuggets right So, there. Right, So, all of these kids out here making money that want to cuss on an album, the only reason you can do that is because of that man. Wow. And he feels like nobody would come to his aid if he were to go broke today. Do you think they would? No. Because just like I just, no. I told you this, most of them don't think about that. They just see the sticker and go on about their business. Yeah. But the, the whole part of it is, as an artist, you need to know the business, you need to know your history of the business. Facts. There's some people you got to give props to. Because they're the only reason... I saw him on a, um, I think it was a live or maybe an interview the other day, and he was just he was just kicking real, speaking that real man. You had to respect it. I don't even remember what he was talking about, but yeah, I mean he's always he won. It was so funny. He won a BET Hip Hop Award. Do you realize no other industry, no other award show has recognized him? Cause man, you know they smeared him from two live. But you got, I mean, American Music Awards, uh, Grammys. No, nobody has, nobody's recognized it. Come on, not even Soul Train. You know how they do it, man. Once the media gets a hold of you and smears you, that's how they, you know, just like, you know, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson acted no. the way he acted to, to sell, sell his fights. Smear, what can you smear him for? He's never done anything. Just being nasty to live crew. You know how it goes. You can't smear the man. You, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, you I got, know better. You know, you got white artists biting off bats head, biting off chickens heads. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, you, you can't. Come on. I know. I, I get it. Trust me. I know. But you know how the media is. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's rap. It's rap and it's nasty. So yep. he got two strong. Absolutely, and there's another factor in that too. But we ain't gonna talk about that. But that's another one I had to keep out of trouble, huh? That's enough. He's another one I had to keep out of trouble. Huh? But he was good. He kept himself out of trouble most of the time because we'd have cops. You know, just like when you saw in the NWA movie where the cops came backstage and told him if you perform this song, if you say this, say that, yeah. you're going to jail. Yeah, that's every night in the movie. Wow. Would he do it anyway? No, you know, Luke was a good artist. He knew how to he knew how to handle things. He had female dancers and male dancers on the um, tour, and for some odd reason, just the nature of people, people when they came to Luke shows, felt that they had to prove how freaky they could be. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, and I can have Luke would Luke could rap, and he'd step off to the side and back of the stage, and allow some people to come on stage. Yeah. They would be the show. 
of the. But when you tell me, my man, Luke, put it down. Right, yeah, okay. So, and I can, sit, I, can sit with a, with a, I can sit there with a camcorder, and at the end of the show, when the cops want to arrest him, it's like, look at the video. He didn't touch anybody, he didn't direct anybody to do anything. When people started doing stuff, he walked away. He was not a part of that. So go, go arrest people in the audience. We had no control over that. That's crazy. It was nuts. That's crazy. So, so, that, so, so basically, that was the hip hop police, right? All the time. I, man, I've heard stories where, you know, they knew they knew them guys by first name. They just show up backstage, be sitting there waiting. They want to go and raid the, the dressing rooms and all that craziness. That's just... You know, here's the whole thing. If you play a city more than twice, you're going to get to know that cop boy by first name. <laughs> right. Because the same cop is coming out each time. Wow. Wow. You know, it got to a point of copy like, Kevin, I'm just going to hand it to you. I've, I've said it to you enough times. That's crazy, man. So they're going to tell you and give it to you in writing. The things people got to deal with, boys. It, and listen, 2 Chainz said it best the other day. He was like, man, you know, this celebrity stuff. They're like, do you sure you want this? Like, it's the most dangerous. It's one of the most dangerous things you could be. He's like, because people, you know, my, my, his L.A. home been broken into a couple times, and, man, it's just crazy. It's a, it's a dangerous thing. Um, it's something that you have to be really resilient and ready for. Um, you know, the great thing with Luke, Luke didn't have, well, Luke had a, Luke had a child, a daughter at the time. Mm-hmm. She's older. Um, but, you know, he didn't have kids that the people knew about. Right. The hard thing with Master P is he had six kids and everybody knew about him. Everybody knew about him. So we had to we had to keep an eye on everything. So that's tough. That's tough, man. So what other what other um do you have any other ventures that you're working on? Because I know you said you got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff in the cigar industry right now. Okay. Um, actually. Putting together a cigar podcast. Oh, that'd be cool. You're going to be sipping on some yak and, and smoking on some stove? Well, my, mine is scotch. I'm not a yak. Man. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't like the sweet girly drinks. Yeah, I said it. Yak is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the sweet girly drinks. I like scotch, you know, whiskey, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that hard stuff. <laughs> hard stuff? Come on. <laughs> Now, I know they got some smooth scotch. My dad was a scotch drinker. So, yeah, we're working on the cigar podcast, uh, a bunch of cigar events, um, a large event that I'm trying to put together. I was sick most of last year, so just really coming back again. Cause I, I had a large event that I was going to do this year, but it's probably going to get put out for next year, especially with all the stuff that's going around right now with everybody being locked down. Yeah. You can't get any work. Can't get no work done, man. Everything is on hold. Can't can't visit uh, sponsors. I can't do anything like that. So we're looking at we're looking at next year on. Okay. Do you you ever thought about you know, opening up like a cigar bar or anything like that lounge? I did, but um, you know it's kind of it's kind of oversaturated right now. Yeah. And trying to split the crowd because you know people have their their cigar lounges they like going to. Yeah, for sure. 
And you ain't pulling so, you know, not pulling them pulling them up out of there either. No, no. They like what they like. So if I did I thought about doing a cigar lounge, but it would have to be done a different way. Can't tell you all the secrets, but Right, right. That might be in the near future. It's a possibility. Okay. What about what about um the comedy scene? I know you got a brother who um does this thing at what the Laugh Factory, something like that? Yeah, uh, Pookie. Pookie's my, little, Pookie's my little brother. We grew up together. I mean, he's not my blood relation, but you know, we grew up together. Like we tell people all the time, either I was having dinner at his house or he was having dinner at my house growing up. Right. Um, you know, he runs the Laugh Factory on Sunday nights, the Chocolate Sundays. Uh, everybody go out and check out Chocolate Sundays at the bottom. I think it's like his 15th or 16th year doing it. Oh, wow. So. It's one of those places you can go and you never know who's going to go up on stage. I mean, well, he's seen you know, all. He's seen all the comedians come through there. Chappelle there. I've seen Eddie Murphy come in and work out some, you know, some stuff. So you never know who's going to be there, you know. And Pookie is also Kevin Hart's uh, business manager, so you know, okay. he just he works with he works with a lot of uh, comics and athletes and stuff. So it's usually a pretty star-studded crowd. That's cool. So you never, you never thought, thought to, uh, put, you know, try your hand in it. Nah, nah. <laughs> you know what? Here's what's so funny. Here's what's amazing. When Carlos said, "Hey, he wants you to do an interview," I was fired. For real. <laughs> Behind the scenes guy. I know. This is the first time I've an interview, or I don't, I don't do this, man. You know, but. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Let's go. And I appreciate you. <laughs> no problem. Man. I mean, yeah, you're not gonna, catch, not gonna catch me on stage anytime soon. All right. Nah, just that's like, not my thing. You, 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 you're good at staying behind the scenes. You're doing your thing. You've been doing it for a minute, man. So you know your niche. Sun <laughs> went down, so I can turn some light on in here. Huh? Great. I said the sun finally went down because we were talking about the sun earlier. Oh yeah. Just shining in the. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, no, no stage stuff for me. I, I'd rather be on the side of the stage, shining my light, telling them, okay, it's time to get out. Okay. What about what about managing? Do you you think you ever do that again? Yeah, I'm I'm just looking for the right. I'm looking for the right talent. I'm looking for somebody who um is not a problem. Gotcha. Um, I got a lot of stuff going on right now, so having headache clients. Not something I want to do. I understand. I understand, man. I, I had a couple of young guys come to me a while back and were, you know, wanting me to manage them. And I'm just like, man, nah, I can't do it. It's a different breed out here, man. And like you said, you, you're their babysitter, their counselor, their, 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 their get out of jail card, their <laughs> everything. Like, nah, man. I, I can't do it. Can't I mean, both of my sons are trying to do something in entertainment right now. Who? Both of my sons. Oh, both my of your sons. Son. Okay. They're both trying to do something in entertainment right now. Um, I would think about managing them, but first problem, I'd be out. I'd be like, get somebody else. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even do. I wouldn't deal with problems with my kids. I, I couldn't do it. Anymore. Yeah, I understand. Trust me. Yeah, first, first time I tell you go left and you go right, 
right. I'm done. Go. Pew. Yeah, yeah I don't blame yeah, you. I, I, I tell um, I tell clients all the time, I'm not here to ruin your fun. But take advantage of my knowledge Yeah. and the fact that if I say go this way, let's go this way. I'll explain it to you later. I'll show you why we went this way instead of going the way you went. But when you just say, I'm just saying at the end of the day, they got to let you do your job too, you know? A lot of them don't. I know. Because they're quote unquote that person, you know what I'm saying? So I understand it's a struggle. I, I tell my son, hey, I grew up in the hip hop world. You know, I am hip hop. I'm, I'm rap. Yeah. You know, I was I was that guy who, the night Biggie got shot, I was standing next to that truck that's in the picture and see the fine art costume. Wait, say what now? That that truck that was in the picture and see the fine art house, Biggie's FTB got shot up in? Yeah. I was, was outside of the house where Rake roped off that famous picture of that? Yeah. That, I was standing right. There. I was at the hospital when he died. Wow! Because um, I, I was working with Faith that night. Wow! So, so I was friends with Pop. You know, I, I was I was working with the promoters. We did try to call Quest's first West Coast show, but I left my wallet and never done that. I mean, I, you know, everybody in the Hip hop and rap industry, I know. This is just you know from years of doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I try to say to my brother, just listen. I got you. Just listen. Wow. So you just have you just got to have artists that'll pay attention and listen. If you can do that, everybody can make a lot of money together. But you know, the problem is new artists know better. Like I said, it's a different breed out here. It is. It is different breed. And I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking them because a lot of them are getting where they want to be right now. Mm-hmm. But I just think multiply a thousand with the ones who aren't getting where they want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that you know, like like the younger generation, they're just headstrong, you know. And and like you said, the ones that are, let's say smart with it make good decisions with being headstrong they're, they're they're successful they're doing their thing but at the end of the day they're still headstrong may not want to listen to someone like you who has the experience and knows better they're like look there's a pitfall right there I, I've seen it because I've been there and they still want to go there <laughs> and they want you to pull them up out of it so yeah I get it um you know Luke said something, and it's so funny that Luke said it, and Master P said it a couple of years later. I heard the same thing out of both their mouths. Which would you rather be, rich or famous? These guys nowadays want to be well known. They want to be famous. Yeah. Oh yeah. That doesn't be sure. funny. For sure. You see it every day. Instagram. I, oh, I've seen. Oh, I've seen this artist need me to give him five bucks for a hamburger. Say what? I've seen famous artists that needed me to give them five bucks for a hamburger. Wow. So, yeah, you can be famous. Everybody knows you. But your pockets are empty. Right. Man, I, I was at, um, I saw, I ain't even going to say his name, man. I'm not going to put him out there. But I saw an artist who was, um, 
Yeah, he was doing his thing. Had a had a single and everything, and he was he ran up on us, trying to sell us incense and mixtapes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, what's going on? Dude had a single on the radio, a, a hit single. Well, a successful single. It was, right. it was in rotation, but that money wasn't going in his pockets. Well, because he didn't have anybody showing him how to monetize that. Right. That's a problem. Um, if you can't monetize, monetize it, why are you doing it? Yeah. You got to learn how to level up, man. All the opportunities, you got to level them. And a lot of people don't know how to. I know people who give sponsorship money who only got like 4,000 um, 4, IG followers and stuff like that. It doesn't take a lot to get money out of it. Yeah. It's just you got to know how to do it. Well, when I get mine up, I'm, I'm going to come holler at you so you can tell me how to get some sponsorship. <laughs> No problem. It's a piece of paper <laughs> and a percentage, and we good. Hey, but sure, ain't nothing for free. Nothing. Ain't nothing for free. I get it. I understand. Give me your free. cut. They want it for free, though. Oh yeah, for sure. All the time. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Nah, I, I got you, man. Ain't nothing for free. I'm a grown man. I understand that, and I've been in the business, so I get it. No rest of them, though. Huh? Tell the rest of them. I know, I know. Everybody wants you to do something as a favor. Nah, man, ain't no favors. <laughs> and, I, and I don't fly and coach more than more than uh, two hours uh, anywhere. So if flying is more than two hours, I'll be the first class ticket. <laughs> I'm rules to the game, man. There's rules to the game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to teach them. got to <laughs> groom them. I'm 6'6". Six, six. Long flights of coach, I can't do it. Dang, you 6'6"? So, six, six? Yeah. Dude, why are you playing ball somewhere, man? <laughs> Ankle wouldn't let me do it. Ankle, Ankle won't let me do that. Oh, man. Well, that, well, you, you found something else that was, you know. Yeah. Found something I enjoy doing. So, it worked. And you did that well, and it worked out for you, so it's all good. Keeps the lights on, at least. Yeah, for sure. You seem happy. You smiling. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going stir crazy over here, so it's all good. <laughs> well, hey, before we get out of here, man, I, I well, how's your health? Because I know you said you, you have some health problems. I know you have some health problems. With yeah, I'm, I'm a lot better now, man. I'm a lot better. You know, I had, a, I had a little scary touch last year, but I'm good now. All right, good, good, good. Well, yeah. Uh, Man, I appreciate you coming on. We'll go ahead and wrap it up, man. I ain't going to hold you all night. I, I know you're stir crazy, but I, you probably got some stuff to do. I understand. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate hey, I appreciate you coming out your shell, too, and doing the interview, man. You did great. Oh, yeah, that's why, you know, I might have to do more of this now. Yeah, I might have to have you come back on, man, for my year and wrap up. If I do a podcast, I got to come out of my shell. So, oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Are you going to tape it? Are you going to videotape it and everything? We're going to do a video, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, do that. Do that. Definitely. You got to repackage that content. You know how it goes. I know. I know. <laughs> it's just more work for me now. Hey, Thank you, you very much. Well, you can employ somebody. Give somebody a little, you know, a little, a little pocket change. Do it, you know, cut it, chop it up for you. 
I'll be calling you. Nah, no, not me, man. I'm not working for hire on that. <laughs> That's that's too much work for me because then I gotta go back and forth with ah oh, can you change this? Can you, I don't like this. Mm-mm. I got my own stuff to chop up, man. Oh man, I, I see what you do. I need an editor like you, man. Come on. <laughs> hey man, I I could I could be a co-host. I could come in for an interview. But all that editing, I thought you know what I thought I did want to do that for a while. It's, you know, edit videos and all that stuff for people, but nah. Smoke cigar? Nah. No, but I got a good, I got a brother that does. He stay at the cigar bar. You don't smoke, you can't call. I mean, I know how to smoke. <laughs> you know, in hell, man. You just enjoy it, you know? Okay. Dip that scotch, swirl it around in the cup. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, let's come up down there. I might teach you a few things. Yeah, man, come up. Hey, if you are out here, they got the, um, it's called City... City, uh, city cigar, city. So it's a nice little spot. It's a nice little spot. Everybody goes there, jazz and everything, man. It's it's, it's packed out all the time. I go to red phone booth when I'm there. The red phone booth? Well, you got to go through the little red phone booth thing. I got you. I know exactly what you're talking about. Huh? That's where you're gonna find me every night when I'm there. Yeah, okay. Well, hey, you let me know. Let me know when you're in town. I might have to come on out, man, and, and act like I know how to smoke. <laughs> Definitely. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, like I said, I might hit you up for the, um, my year-end wrap-up. I'm probably going to do something like that, bring a couple people back on, just kind of see where they're at, see what they're doing, so on and so forth. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it. Ooh, because now you're in your comfort zone, see? Y'all prepped you. I prepped you for your podcast, see? You did, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you. We'll go ahead and get out of here. Y'all make sure y'all check out Kevin Mack. You can find him on uh, Facebook. You're on Facebook, right? At Mr. KV D. Check him out. Hit him up if you have any needs for his services. Always a blessing to get some services rendered. Okay. And uh, y'all make sure y'all check me out. Cool card. I'm on Instagram. Facebook, all that good stuff, man. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Episode 15 is in the back, and we out. All right, bro. Yes, sir.